Alrighty then. Yo, so this is Caribou7962, back with another podcast today. To get started, I'd like to thank all my viewers that I don't have for all the endless support given. It's very much appreciated. And thanks, Miss Emerson, for giving me a project. Um, I'd like to thank my sponsor, Charmin Ultrasoft, for keeping my butt wiped as well as... So, let's get started. With this being the spooky season, I thought I would read a scary story about a serial killer from back in the day from St. Louis. So, I I mean, I like to hear stories from Crime Junkie. I thought it was cool when, when Miss Emerson did that, and I enjoyed that. So, I thought this would be interesting. Without further ado... Let's get started. Also, I'm probably going to comment in between. And I'm not going to write all of this down because I don't feel like it. So, Glennon E. Engelman. He was a dentist who partnered with women in murder plots. Um, he was caught after the 1980 death of Sophie Marie Faria. Wait. Barrier, Barrier, uh, 59, um, who had owned a dental lab and sued Engelman because he didn't, he hadn't paid some bills. So Engelman, with an accomplice, planted a car bomb, and Barrio was killed and it exploded near her lab's office on Miami. I mean, this is just stupid. This is really stupid. Man, it's understandable why he didn't get fired because he hadn't paid some bills. So this is just kind of over-the-top killing spree here. But uh, continuing, said, at the same time he was charged in her death, he was charged with the 1976 shooting death of Peter J. Holm. Oh, lovely. That's lovely. That's nice. Everybody likes that. Great. So... This Holm guy, he was married to a dental hygienist, Carmen Miranda Holm, who worked in Engelman's office. His widow testified that she and Engelman plotted for her marry, to marry so that they could kill her husband for insurance money. <laughs> now that's something. Honestly, you never know. People could get some good insurance off people. It's true, though. I remember I watched a family guy episode and they blamed Peter for trying to kill Lois whenever it was actually Stewie and they blamed him I'm pretty sure because of the insurance money they're like oh man money but anyways I can't directly quote it but continuing so jurors found Engelman guilty of the various charges in 1980 and 1981 and she received immunity for her testimony. So after his convictions in those deaths, Engelman was charged with killing Arthur Goosewell and his wife, Vernita, in November 1977, and their son, Ronald, who died in April 1979. Man, this, this guy doesn't even care. He doesn't even care. It's fine. It's whatever. Doesn't even give a crap. Um, 
So anyways, Engelman pleaded guilty um, with three murders in June 1985. Ronald Goosewell's widow, Barbara Goosewell Boyle, was also convicted of a murder for her husband's death. So Engelman plotted to kill the couple and then Ronald Goosewell for insurance money that he split with the widow. Man, that's that's a plan right there. I just still can't with the insurance money. It's just funny. Um, he died in 1999, and he was never charged with the 1958 shooting death of James Bullock, who was married to Engelman's first wife after she divorced the dentist. So Bullock was found shot near the art museum at Forest Park, and the investigation and questioning of Engelman and the widow were very was closely followed in the news. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty suspicious, and he never got charged for that. So that's interesting. Um, he was also never charged in 1963 for the death of a business partner killed in an explosion that at first looked like a work accident. Eric Frey died uh, at the drag strip near drag strip near Pacific that Bullock's widow invested. And after she received $64,500 in insurance money. Man, that's a lot, actually. Getting that much insurance money? Man. Hmm. Engelman was a director at the drag strip. I see. He always has something to do with it. And then, like, no one suspected him at the time. That's just... It's kind of funny. All of these sound like they were properly planned. And the fact that police didn't catch him till like way later is kind of amazing. So he put a lot of, it seems like he put at least some thought into everything that he did in order to get these murders done for whatever reason he had for them. Anyways, um... Engelman's defense attorney said that in 1985, no, his motives were not money. Oh, yeah, okay. The one, maybe, the one, maybe. Um, he would treat people for nothing. He would, yeah, that was right. And there were acts of kindness and charity in his background. Um, I don't know. Killing people doesn't seem like there's acts of charity or kindness so I I don't really believe that. That's not a that's not a good attorney, defense attorney that guy's got. That's why he got put in jail probably. Just uh I don't understand how how people even get jobs if they say stuff like that. Anyways, so it says I think quoted here. I think probably his desire to control individuals was driving the force to make all the little dummies walk in line and sing at the same time. That is a really interesting quote. <laughs> I forgot. It, I didn't put whether, um, I'm pretty sure that's the attorney saying that, but like, that is a really interesting quote to have someone think like that. I um recently watched this series on Netflix. It was um it's like a true story or a true series how they um figured out 
criminology. It's like the mind, ah, what is it? Mind giver or something. Um, and it talks about the, what drives a serial killer to do that and what makes him pick the people or makes them do what they do to other people. And that's how we got to study criminology is from this basic three people going and talking and interviewing these criminals and seeing what makes them do the things that they do, whether it's from when they were born. They like to think, they used to think, I guess, people that do this were born killers. But I think now, well, obviously now they realize it's not, they're not just born that way. It's not just, a lot of things can affect it and their mind and what, if they have mental illness or or not even, that people can be affected and do these things still. So it is interesting. Um, I think criminology is kind of cool. I would never go into it. I could not handle it, but um, reading stuff like this and how people get away with this and plot it out, it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, anyways, I have a picture here at the bottom, and I know Miss Emerson will see it, of this guy, but he looks kind of insane, and he's a, he's a little insane looking. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, his whole head, like, there's no hair, like, he just looks like an egg, basically. He just looks like an egg, and in this picture he has his mouth open, I don't know. He kind of looks like one of the seven dwarves kind of face, but, like, but not. He's obviously taller than that, but he's a kind of an odd-looking guy. So I kind of don't understand how people wouldn't think, you know, this guy could be doing some bad stuff. But I don't know. You never know. People are pretty dumb. So, but, yeah. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. And that's all I have to say. Um, thank you for watching my podcast or listening rather. You can't see me. So I hope you all have a fantastic day and enjoy listening to me talk about a dumb serial killer. Good night.